So Carla, uh, I hear I hear you're on. Uh, you're doing film photography now. How'd you How'd you get into that? Is that a trend right now? I think it is a trend, and that's probably why I got into it. If I'm being honest, but I think I got tired of editing my own photos. I wanted to do something that basically edited my photos. Yeah, yo, I legit, I legit downloaded like this app that makes my photos look like it's film. I used to do that too. Yeah, yeah. The the, the Instagram trends are just like popping because you know, like everyone's been in quarantine, can't really shop. Yeah, all these new online challenges, new filters. So where did you? you get your camera from there it's old um, is it new? so the first like my first film camera i actually got on facebook marketplace but i had to drive or i didn't drive but we went two hours out of winnipeg to go get it oh, damn. it's a place <laughs> called gladstone but it was only 20 dollars, and it was retailing on ebay for like 150 to 200 bucks yeah it was worth the two hour drive and then i recently just got a camera yesterday at the thrift store for like 30 bucks and i went to check on ebay what it was going for and it was yeah like 200 300 bucks so you're reselling now i'm just kidding you can't so you can't buy them from like don's photography or anything like that um you can i was there yesterday too but they're selling it for like 75 ish dollars and more depending on the camera. <laughs> but so you're so by film photography, you mean like so like film like point and shoot. You can't see the photos, and then you develop it through a film strip. Yeah, like there's there's different kinds of film cameras. Not all of them are like the point and shoot ones from the '90s. Like the cameras I have are from the '60s and the '80s. So they're oh, like made out of metal. So fancy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> what's so what was the biggest difference uh, going from digital to film photography? It's film photography is more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because of the film. Because of the film. Yeah, because you have to find the right kind of film, and there's so many different kinds, but it's really based on like what your taste there's is. Different kinds of film. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some that are like warm toned, some of that are cool toned. Some there's just so many different kinds. It's like a filter, but already made for you. Okay. So I know on like digital cameras you can control like the iso levels and the white balance can you do that kind of stuff on a film camera um the film camera has like the exposure triangle so like photographers should know what that is but you can depending on your camera (laughs) (laughs) depending on your camera you can you can change like the iso the exposure on some but obviously it's not you can't see it live like you would on a digital camera. So you kind yeah. of don't know what you get until you get your negatives and film back. Have you had any like uh, absolute bombs with your photos? Yeah, but I think photo labs purposely don't give you those. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, just- where are these pictures that I took? But I think they were pretty crappy. So they didn't white get ones. <laughs> 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 like, what the light leaks at? <laughs> so, um, so how do you how do you post them on Instagram? I know you have an Instagram where you post your film stuff. Do you scan yeah, them? Yeah, I am still trying to figure out the most efficient and cheap way to do that. But yeah, I've been getting them printed, and then I've been scanning them and editing them myself. Oh, oh so you're still you're still editing them after you scan them? Well, because I like I don't have one of those fancy expensive ass scanners, so I have to like at least fix the image to look like what oh, it looks like in person but like the physical prints look really nice oh my god can you shoot us with our outfits one day i mean can i like learn a little bit <laughs> 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 oh, it would be fun though yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, you wanna you wanna plug your yeah plug your Instagram. I'm looking through it right now. Oh, are you? Okay, so my film account is at kr.jpeg, like the photo extension. That's one of my three Instagrams. And then <laughs> my other one. Um, my nursing Instagram is k.chestudies, and then my personal is k.rlaru. I love that. Nice. Yeah, we're going to get Judas. <laughs> Yo, Patrick, let me see. That'd yeah. be dope. Uh, I'm on her personal account. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, so artsy. It's like oh, thank it's, you so much. Has anyone ever reached out to you about this yet? Okay, it was weird because if you look at my like three Instagrams, my bigger following is on my nursing one. But mm-hmm. I've been having like promotional emails asking to post some of my um film photos, which is like really nice. But I have to pay those Instagram accounts to post my stuff, so I'm not going to do that. What? Yeah, yeah it's not exposure. the deal that you expect. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You have to pay to get featured now. Some places, <laughs> I guess. You know, so if, depending on the following. Yeah. yeah. I think from what I know about, like, being an influencer, it's like you need at least a minimum 1,000 followers Jeez. to be paid to be, like, an Instagram, like, influencer. Like, to be, yeah. to be paid for Working on it. I'm gonna make 900 spam accounts <laughs> and follow your follow your yeah. Instagram. Dude, follow your podcast. You gotta make some money back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they call me Mr. Tibbs. Welcome back to the Pogi Project, the modern Filipino boy podcast on fashion and lifestyle design. Patrick. This is Adrian. This is Aaron. We have a very special guest with us today. Uh, this woman is just so amazing. We've known her for years now. We, um, Adrian, uh, Aaron and I went to high school with her. And Adrian, you've known her. Have you known her longer than us? No, no. I think you but guys, the same? like I, I knew Carlos since, so I'm 23 now, since I was grade 11, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're roughly the same. But yeah, uh, Carla, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Carla. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so actually uh, we brought carla on here today because uh she's actually you you want to tell you want to tell listeners what you what you're doing right now for school oh um i'm a fourth year nursing student at the u of m that's what i do for school (laughs) how's that going i mean it's not in it's not resumed right now but it's been a journey i feel like i've had both a conventional and an unconventional journey for nursing school. But yeah, it's going. I'm excited to graduate. Yeah, aren't we all? Well, <laughs> I graduated already, so I can't even say that yeah. anymore. Wow. Yeah. This guy. Must be nice. <laughs> like, you guys look at there too. You gotta pay your dues. So that, that's actually what I wanted to talk about. Um, you have a little bit of an unconventional story when it comes to yeah. nursing. So uh, did, can I ask? Um, like, like when you were younger, did you know that you wanted to be a nurse? No. So I, when I was like young, young, like five years old, I like wanted to be a dentist. And then oh, in nice. middle school, I wanted you to be a dentist when you were five. I wanted to be a dentist was like my role model. Yeah, I wanted to be like an astronaut or something. Yeah, I was like something, something realistic. Yeah. 
And then in middle school, I wanted to be a teacher, but then my dreams got kind of shut down by my parents. And then in high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. And then chemistry just whooped my ass. So I decided to be a nurse. (laughs) When you say that, like, your dreams, like, were kind of, like, shut down by your parents, like, what do you mean? Like, did you guys have conversations about, like, being a teacher? Yeah, I... I voiced that I wanted to be a teacher and I'm pretty sure everyone can relate to this when you try to go into a field that's not related to healthcare or engineering but my parents are like you you can't get a job like (laughs) it's not stable I don't think you should do it you're not gonna make any money yeah I feel like everyone kind of goes through that with Asian parents not just Filipino parents but um, so that was the case, and then for a while, I just I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. how did you fall into nursing? Like, I guess after. Um. So well, I eventually. What we do? I think it's in like grade eleven. They they fully get you to pick your electives in high school. Dude, oh, I totally and, forgot about that. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. That's <laughs> So that's that's kind of when I had to figure out like okay I should focus my courses based on what I want to do so I really had to like have the adult talk with myself and sit myself down and try to figure out where I could see myself working and at the end of it I couldn't really see myself working in any other environment other than in a hospital so then I went through the different careers I knew I knew I couldn't be a doctor I mean everyone could be a doctor but I just didn't have the drive for it and Nothing else in healthcare really appealed to me except Mm -hmm. for nursing. So that's when I was like, okay, like, I'll give it a go. And then even when I got into nursing, I was doubting myself a lot. But then there were like, um, so I got held back because I failed my second semester of nursing. Oh, okay. So I don't know, like, do you guys know what imposter syndrome is? Yep. So I was struggling with imposter syndrome for like my first, I want to say a year and a half of nursing. And for those who don't know what it is, it's kind of when you're put in a position, but you feel like you don't deserve it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was working super hard. But then I wasn't really getting the grades everyone was getting, but I was still passing. So I was like conflicted, but there were like little milestones. Like I had a professor tell me once in my like evaluation that I was a person made for nursing. And that was like a huge milestone for me. And like, I really enjoyed, even though I was doing pretty crappy, like academically, I was thriving in the hospital, like in clinical practice. So that's when I was like, okay, like, I think, this is for me. Like, I can't really see myself doing anything else. And I, I think I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, that was, so that was the turning point for you, hey, when you started uh, doing clinical? Yeah, that was Was like, that when it was? I think it was when I was starting to do, like, more high intense clinical because I don't know how other programs in the city do it, but U of M, they, like, your first year, they'll throw you into just learning how to, like, communicate with your patients. And then the next semester, yeah. it's, like, a little harder. And then they'll just work up from there. But once I got to, like, the more stressful aspect of it, I was, like, I'm actually doing pretty good. Like, I think I could see myself doing this forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to talk about, if you don't mind, like, when when you got held back, when you failed, you failed a, a lab, a simulation lab? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, so 
again, I don't know how other um, schools do it in the city, but the way that they do it at my school is we have like a lab and that's where you kind of show off what you can do in terms of like actual skills. So that could be like putting in an IV or like cleaning up a wound or something. Okay. And then the testing's super difficult and it's what everyone stresses out over. But basically you do it, you do the skill in front of a teacher. And then if you fail once, you have to do it again in front of a different teacher. And then if you fail that, you fail the whole course altogether. So you could wow, be passing the exam. Yeah, like you could be passing the exams and like doing, getting A's and everything in your other classes. But since this one's a pass-fail class, you basically get held back over, it could be over like a really small mistake, which was my case, basically. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, with with a career like nursing, I feel like like it's small mistakes that, you know, are life, like like the patient ends up having to pay the price in the long no, term. No, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think at the time I had a lot of resentment, like, this doesn't reflect what I know as a student. But then now that I think about it, like in the long term, it's it's not like I'm going to work every day to work on a mannequin, you know, like I'm going yeah, to work yeah. every day to work on a person. Yeah. Uh, was that like, I, I'm just, I'm trying to I see it. And man, I, I would feel so demoralized if that ever yeah. happened to me, right? Did you have any problems with like telling your parents about that? Yeah, I so like, yeah. I... Yeah. I called my mom right away and obviously like I'm so scared because my mom was the one who like pushed me and like motivated me to go for nursing so I really felt like I let her down especially because I was an only child like I'm literally their lineage (laughs) (laughs) but um I called her and she she like cried with me like she felt what I felt so I like like, they weren't even mad at me. They were more mad at, like, the institution. But <laughs> I think it's because they believe that I, like, always try my best and stuff. So I, like, really admire how they went about it. Like, they didn't scold me like I thought they might have. Mm-hmm. But isn't it yeah. crazy that we almost, like, we kind of dehumanize our parents and we think that they care more about those superficial things than, mm-hmm. like, than being your parent, right? Because, like, I feel like, first of all, I think in a lot of cases, grades don't reflect, like, everything about a particular yeah. thing. And especially right? something 100%. like nursing and something like hands-on, like, anything in the medical field. Um, the knowledge, yeah, sure, you have to know it, but it's like you're interacting with patients. You're interacting with, like, a, basically, a, a, like, a society in a group, right? And, mm-hmm. like, failures in the classroom, like, it doesn't define who you are as a yeah. caregiver. And I feel like that's, like, the mindset we all kind of get into like if you fail a grade you know you're dumb yeah, you know you like suck. Yeah. <laughs> are you your, your, your parent's child if you if you fail back how dare you like no kidding yeah, it's crazy how we adopt that mindset like no i have i like to be honest i have a hard time with that still too like i think if i get a shitty grade i'm like the worst person on, yeah. on earth yeah. like till this day that's what i think and yeah. that's why i really like i really try actively to realize like hey like if, if I don't get the best grade, it's not the end of the world. Like I'm I'm still me. There's still a lot of things that I could do. Yeah. Um I just I but, feel like it's almost ingrained from Filipino culture. Like I remember learning how to yeah. count one, two, three. And if my parents were like, if you can't count it the fastest, you're not the smartest. And that's kind of like <laughs> you're not the number one. You're not, you're not, like number two is like last yeah. place. You have to be number one. Yeah. No, I and I feel like that's just like Filipino parents value on like education and 
you know, and then we were talking about this in a previous episode about things like certainty and uncertainty. And I feel like a lot of our parents are just afraid of being uncertain about a lot of things, you know, because, you know, being an immigrant, being someone who's not, you know, having to go through so much change in a new country, you know, like having a child that they know is like smart, that they know is like the best, Mm -hmm. that's securing Mm -hmm. their future and their own future. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. And it makes me wonder if I could have survived in an environment that they grew up in. I don't know. You know, yeah. like like going back going going to school, and their time must have been really competitive. But you know, I'm I'm glad like I'm I'm hearing hearing your story with your parents. I'm, I'm glad like they were they're supportive of you, and because I know some some, some parents, parents just aren't. You yeah, know, like shit. or they did talk shit. <laughs> no, I mean they would. <laughs> it's like a, like they're just focusing on the wrong thing. Because like yeah. it's one thing like as long as you know what you're doing, it's great. But like if they're just focused on like you got to be like. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those superficial things. Have you ever had anything like that, Aaron? Do, you, do your parents ask you your marks when you know your marks? Like, do you tell them? No. Yeah, I tell them. No, I, I tell oh, them. I, they, they, I only they tell them if they do good. Yeah. My, my, oh. parents, <laughs> my parents ask when, when the semester is, like, over. They're like, how did you do? Really? And then I'm like, oh, I got a B plus. They're like, is that good? <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty good. <laughs> She's like, okay, well, it's good. Yeah. I think for me, like, for me, the entire time in communications, I was like, I had like maybe a 2.5 to like 2.7 like GPA, mm-hmm. which I, I tell a lot of people that's like, oh, you're a mediocre student. But then oh. like I was one of the only students who had like a high performing blog at the end, the only one who had a, yeah. you know, a, an event. Yeah. So like sometimes the grades don't really matter. For this particular program, it didn't. Yeah. Because, you know, it was like it's not it's not about like how how because like, a lot of a lot about learning and a lot about going to school. It's like, you know eating what the teacher's saying and then spitting it up when when they want to know what they they want to know what how, how how you learned about it yeah so, but then like about like when applying it to your own things you know to your own projects and stuff i feel like that's when it doesn't really matter because that's when you're not being graded yeah. you're just true it's the, on your own success so so carla yeah. i, I want to ask your opinion on how much do you think grades matter in something like nursing um it Does doesn't it so it's in? not i mean it's it matters to get in but then at the end of the day like when you apply for a job you don't necessarily need to put that on your resume I know like other faculties and programs require that because they obviously want like the best but in my program and I think the other college in this in the province does it too but after you finish all your like school like academic classes they put you in something called practicum so you basically work as a nurse for like three months um, but you're still technically a student, but then they usually take just take that and that's what they'll use to hire you basically. So it's it's more about what you know than like how well you did in school. Wow. Wow. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> I, I know I know a lot a lot of people apply for nursing. Like it's pretty competitive, right? Yeah. And um, I, I'm not, I'm it was sure super competitive are. when I was trying to get in. Are the requirements, um, like, just great? Is it grades and then you need letters of reference or? So I know with, like, med school, it's a whole, like, you have to take an entrance exam and there's an interview and a CASPER and, like, all that stuff. But at least in this province, it's just take the prerequisites and then they base it off your GPA. But some classes are weighted heavy, heavily than others. Yeah, but that makes it more competitive because then more yeah, people can true. apply, right? Yeah, that is true. Yeah. That is true. 
doctors, it's like totally different. Do, 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 you, do you see people, I just want, I'm just curious because that's their prerequisites, prerequisites to get in. But I don't think some people, maybe they don't have the interpersonal skill to be a nurse. I 100% agree. There's like, I think when I first started nursing, I was super shy, but then I knew deep down I had like the people skills to do it because I worked at like at a medical clinic, but there are people that you'll see who can tell you exactly what a disease does to your body and like the smartest of vocabulary, but then the minute they're in front of a patient, they don't know how to talk. And to me, that's a problem because usually you're the first person a patient will talk to before a doctor. Arguably arguably a nurse will see a patient more than a doctor right yeah yeah you could you could probably argue that case and Mm -hmm, so like that's that's why i'm curious because i know i know in the states it's pretty rigorous to get into nursing right like you you have to jump through a lot of hoops to get into nursing in the states that's why i was i was surprised to hear that 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 was the requirements here yeah i was just i was just Mm -hmm. surprised to hear that because yeah that that would be my people getting in and just not having the skill the interpersonal skill anyways i have so i'm part of like a online healthcare community instagram thingy and like they i've had people tell me or ask me for advice on like how i got into my program but it's so hard to give advice because i know in the states they'll do like personality exams kind of like the casper yeah. Um, I don't know how to explain what the Casper is for people who don't know. Adrian could probably explain that. <laughs> yeah, so they basically read you out. Uh, well, on the screen, there's a situation, and you basically have to give your opinion on the situation. It's on the computer. It's like a typing test. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's when I when I learned about it, I was, I was confused because everything is so subjective. But the, uh, we can talk about that some other time. Yeah. But that's basically <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. this just shows that. I think we don't put enough, um, we don't hold interpersonal skills as like uh, as high as value as like being knowledgeable in like terminology. Because interper- like, you know, I studied communications for five years, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and rhetoric and like how to, speak, how to speak to the press, how to speak to, how to speak when you're talking about something controversial, you know, like it's really, honestly, it's really hard. And like a lot of the things that, one of the big things that I, um, I like, one of the big, like, uh, I guess like, facts that I have to I had to hold on to being a PR person is that perception is reality like even if it's the truth if it doesn't look like the truth it's not the truth and <laughs> it'll get buried like you will get canceled you know like yeah. especially if you see it now like you know like we were just talking about um you know like doing things that, that are rough when you're like 14 15 and, and then like even though like you were you were a kid back then yes it was still bad but like you know 14 and 15 like it's hard to judge a 14 and 15 year old right but it's because like if people see you as a bad person right away, it's done, done, done. Like you, you're out. Like you're canceled. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I know they they try really hard in school to teach you like what to say, and they almost provide you like with the script. But I feel like there has to be some sort of natural ability to speak to people. Because if mm-hmm. you can't, then I don't think nursing or healthcare is the field for you. Yeah. H- have you seen anyone's case like that? Like maybe a classmate just. Not, okay. not, don't name names. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I've seen so many people who, like, get so, like, their grades are so high. They ace all the exams. They do so well in, like, an academic setting. But then in the hospital, they, it's like they don't remember what we learned. And that, like, mm. confuses me because I'm like, but you, like, 
got like a 95 <laughs> on this back. Um, so you alluded to this earlier, but you have an Instagram, a nursing Instagram? Uh, yeah, shameless. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, how did that yeah. start? Like, how did you... What inspired you to do that? I see a lot of study grams on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what yeah. it's called, right? Like a study gram. Yeah, it's like a study gram, but then there's like different aspects of it. So your study gram could strictly just be like your desk. Like people are a sucker for desk photos of their monitors. Yeah, dude. I always see those. <laughs> <laughs> or like sometimes people just do like their bullet journals or any sort of journaling. But for me, I just started mine, I want to say exactly a year ago. But yeah. I was obsessed with like stethoscope pictures. I couldn't stop looking at stethoscope <laughs> pictures. And I was, I'm pretty sure if you look at my Instagram following, I'm following the hashtag stethoscope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, hey, I, there's a whole community on this. I might as well just join in. And then it kind of just blew up. Yeah, it's pretty big. Did you ever expect it to get that big? Like, no. how many followers do you have? 700? I, I think I'm like two or three away from 800 as of today yeah it's just I didn't expect to I didn't expect to get that many followers and I also didn't expect the um I'm gonna explain this people actually engaging in my posts Hmm. like I just thought I would post something but people actually like engage and like create a conversation on here and it's it's so inspiring to be a part of and I'm glad I can create the space where people feel like they can talk to each other yeah, because, like, honestly, like, because followers is one thing. Like, you could have as many followers but have, like, nobody, like, liking or even commenting or sharing. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like engagement is really where – that's honestly where the money is. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like, if you have followers with no engagement, it's, like, what's the point of investing in you, like, if you yeah. can't get people interested, right? Yeah. Um, I'm curious because I just want to go back to what we were talking about earlier, a, a little bit about when you were kind of – when you made the decision to be a nurse, like – and more more so to appease your parents in the beginning and then yeah. later later it became it kind of became for yourself a little bit, a little bit later because mm-hmm. um, a lot of our like a lot of stuff that we do is more like we you know it's the modern filipino boy podcast you know it's for like we it's really for like boys who you know are, are nurses engineers but then they have all these side hustles you know they work at the bar you know they they yeah. they're, they're like they lift a lot you know they go to dance practices you know and i feel like you, when we were talking earlier about um you, your film account, I feel like you, you found a way to really satisfy that creative need or drive or passion that you have. Um, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that for a lot, I feel like there's a lot of people who are, have been in that position who kind of gave up on their personal, what they felt was their calling at the time to pursue a, being a nurse or, or um, just to appease their parents. Do you have any like advice for, I guess, satisfying those other drives, um, those other like callings that you have, you know, in art, in photography? for people who are kind of who who have gone through the same thing you're going through I think at the end of the day if you are one of those people who value like school but also um, value like your hobbies and stuff I think the key is to make time because I see a lot of people enter university but then they get distracted by for example like dance or work and they decide to put their efforts into that and they don't put their efforts into school I think you need to if something's important to you you make time for it but that has to be on all aspects of your life so school was important to me but so was like my creative side so I had to find that balance 
and it's not going to happen overnight. Like you have to find that balance over time. But I think it was like, for me, I like to plan and organize things and being able to look at stuff like that. I found my balance. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh yeah. No, it does. <laughs> I feel like, like you have to, to learn too. Yeah. Like it's hard to give advice for that just cause like, People like so many different things. I just so happen to have hobbies that allowed me to separate my time appropriately like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, do you have any advice for anyone who, I, I guess for anyone who is pursuing like, you know, the nursing dream, you know, the many, the millions of you, the many, <laughs> the millions of you. Um, so many. Mendoza, Dela Cruz's, you know, all of them. <laughs> all of our Filipino friends, um, any advice, you know, any insight to what's on the other side of, you know, graduation and going into, um, going into nursing? I think for anyone who's thinking about it, I think they should do a shadow shift. So there's so many ways to get in contact with people who work at the hospitals that they're so willing to take in people for a shadow shift for like maybe a couple hours. So you can see what it's like. Um, I feel like a lot of people can read a description online and say like, oh, I think that sounds like something I can do, but I would put myself in the environment, like ask all the questions you need to ask to an actual nurse, um, see how they deal with their patients, and then from then on decide if it's for you, because you don't want to go into a program, and I guess this is for any program, but you don't want to go into something, spend so much money and so much tuition debt, but realize it's not for you. For those that don't know, like, can you explain what shadow shifting is? Is oh, that like just like, um, kind of just like, like following them around? Yeah, you basically just follow them around while they while they do their thing for like a couple oh, I didn't hours. Know that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like if you if you want to do like the little sample of um of being a nurse, I guess that's an option. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a, it's an option. I guess that's the wrap for our episode. <laughs> uh, Carla, we just wanted to thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for having me. It's such an honor. No, of course, uh, you're like one of the, like Patrick said, one of the un- unique cases. And hopefully for more people, this will be the case that they can pursue something like nursing and still do the things that they love on the side. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, you know, like, I feel like being a nurse is so big, so a big part of our, Fili- of, of a Filipino identity, you know, like as soon as you hear Filipino, you think, oh, nurse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, like, from what I hear, like, you know, our Filipino nurses are the best nurses, you know, and probably Aww. because, you know, we have our work ethic, so. Surprisingly, yeah, I mean, there's not that many Filipinos in my class. That there'd be more. Uh, are you? <laughs> no, we're doing our job. We're, 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 um, we're, uh, we're real passion. <laughs> No, but I we want to wish you luck on your on your journey, and you know I'm, I'm really so glad that you, I'm really glad that you ended up loving what you do, and that's really important in life, I think. Yeah, uh, like the, especially the career that you choose, or the career that you're in. Mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. Like the saying goes, like it won't feel like work if you love it, right? Yeah. So, amen. And congrats, congrats to you, and good luck to uh, your last semester. You're in your last semester this fall, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm in my last semester. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah, so like in a year from now, you'll probably, if you guys see Carla at the hospital, say hi to her. <laughs> oh my God, now I'm shy. <laughs> yeah, she was the first girl on our podcast. Yes, big yeah. milestone there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you for having me. 
Yeah, I mean, we always get questions about like, where's the Maganda project? You know, maybe <laughs> Carla can, you know, start something. <laughs> yeah. We'll see, maybe I can get like Jaylene or something on here with me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Pokey Project. If you love this episode, make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms and give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to it on. I always struggle with that. <laughs> make sure to follow us on our personal Instagram at Patrizzi. You can catch me on Instagram at Adrian.Tiapno. You can catch me on Instagram Aaron Amato with the girl. And Carla? Oh, uh, you can follow me on my nursing account at K.Cheese.Studies or my personal K.R.L.A.R.E. And make sure to follow the Pogi Project for more updates on special projects, um, merch, um, episodes. Yeah, we got a lot of big things coming, actually. So yeah. just keep on looking. Maybe we'll Yay. do a class with Carla. You know, maybe we'll do a photo shoot. Oh my god, I'm shy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and um, if you guys like episodes like this, like I feel like we got to really talk about nursing, which is a very important uh, career for a lot of Filipino parents, Filipino people. So. If you guys want us to bring on people in different occupations, you know, yeah. if you want us to bring on real estate agents or actuaries. If you guys or, are an engineer, hit us up. We'll yeah. interview you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. And um, But yeah, if you guys are interested in more content like this and different guests, just let us know and we will try to make it happen. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Peace. Peace.